I encourage everyone to take a moment and breathe and take a tea cheers with a Jiri tea. A Jiri tea recognizes the beauty in shared stories and shared opportunities. Ajiri sources award-winning tea from Kenya, employs women in the region to handcraft the labels, and sends 100% of the profits back to the region to support orphan education. Save 10% on your order of Kenyan teas and coffee with the code BEAUTIFULLYHUMAN at ajiritea.com. A-J-I-R-I-T.com. Tea mugs up! Hello, and welcome to the Beautifully Human podcast. I'm Nick Sheesby. In this podcast, I speak with beautiful humans from all around the world, sharing with you their incredible stories, revealing the power in every human story to spread love and humanity to a world that is in desperate need of it, to show that we can all connect in beautiful ways, no matter where we come from or what we look like. What you will find out is that we are all beautifully human. Let's all be beautifully human. I, I really appreciate you, uh, you taking the time to, to hang out and chat with me today. I appreciate you having me. Awesome, man. So I saw on your email or your profile that you it says artist. What, yeah. what kind of artist? That is, that, there's a lot of different art. <laughs> you know, I... Um... And so initially I was, I did digital art and, um, I did that. And so I, I technically was only an artist for about eight months. What happened is I spent 30 years as a chef Ah, and right. And so the plate, the plate was my, you know, that was, was my creative opportunity. Yeah. So what happened is 2019, August of 2019, um, I was diagnosed with ALS and um, immediately in a wheelchair, unable to work. And I always had the ability to draw. And so I thought, well, you know, I need to, I need to offset this income that I just lost. Right. And so I will, I will draw and see what happens. And so I started drawing and um, I sold almost everything I did. And, um, and so I did that for a while and then I decided, um, I started losing the ability to, to use my hands with purposeful movement. Mm. And I thought, you know, I, I, I've always wanted to, to paint, to work with acrylics and to work with oils. And I thought, you know, I've never done it. I'll, I'll try it now that I'm losing the ability to use my hands and, and see what I come up with. And I sold a bunch of those as well. Amazing. Um, right. And so, um, about four or five months ago, you know, I got to the point where I just physically could not draw. Um, I could not paint. I couldn't do anything, you know, that, that really required any precision or, or purposeful movement. At that point, I decided that um, maybe I would um, start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, that's, that's really beautiful. I, I, I love that. I, I, I love that there's so many different types of art, you know, and I knew that was a broad, broad question when I was coming in with it. But, you know, like the art of storytelling is, is fascinating to me. It is. You know, it's it's super it's super fun to to be able to 
connect with people and and let them tell their story you know it, it's one thing to write it it's one thing to 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 see it but then just to to hear people's voices and and hear their their stories in a way that they tell it how they see their story is is really beautiful so i i love that you started into doing that you know i um and so when i started my podcast i you know initially i thought so initially I was going to do one about ALS, but the reality is, is for me, that's kind of boring. I, I, you know, I, I live that. And so I don't want to, I don't sure. want to discuss it every day. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, it's just not something I want to talk about every day. And, um, you know, starting a podcast was really intimidating because I'm, I'm actually an introvert. Uh, yeah. And, um, right. And, and so <laughs> if you're putting yourself out there, I'm, I'm kind of shy anyway. And I'm thinking, well, hold on, I don't want to do this. And, and so the more I thought about it, the more I looked into, you know, what it takes to podcast and what the options were. I thought, you know, initially I thought, man, you know, if we didn't have COVID. I would just find somebody else who had nothing to do and I'd have a co-host <laughs> and we would just talk about whatever. Yeah. And, and slowly I came up with the idea of why don't I just talk to interview people? Why don't I just interview people, talk to people and, and, you know, let them be the topic. Right. And, um, as it turns out, all of my friends are artists. And so any, you know, any and all mediums, performance art, musicians, I mean, you name it. I, I know a lot of these people and I thought, you know, well, they have amazing stories. And so what interested me most about these people is that, you know, we live in this really divisive time where, you know, there are all of these opinions and judgments and, and, yeah. you know, declaration of, of, of who is valid and who is not. And I thought, you know, this is an opportunity for me to potentially introduce listeners to, to people they wouldn't otherwise meet and get to know. And, um, the thing is, is I, I think this is an opportunity to, to know these people, you know, not because of, of, you know, not, not dependent on their race, on their sexuality, on their you know, gender identification, religion, whatever it is that, that may be a block for someone to, to be able to listen to somebody with a very different background, a very different story and find some base similarities. I think yes. it's really important. Yeah. I mean, you have just described the exact mindset that I'm in, you know, it's like, you know, like I told you previously, I, I grew up in Ohio and you know, in this time, it it is ha it has been just so disheartening for me to see people just like politicizing everything, and you know the the whole race issue, and yeah, gender identification and sexuality, and I just it it just drove me up a wall, and I I just was like, we're all beautifully human, man. Like we all have stories. Every story is important, no matter what it is. You know, if if you've created the biggest fortune in the world, or you, you sweep floors at McDonald's and, you know, everybody has a common base. Everybody has a beautiful story. Everyone's story is meaningful. And, you know, I, th I think it's, it's like you said, it's so important to, to hear from other, other people that you just don't know, because I, I, I think a lot of people are just afraid to reach out and, and meet those people. So I, I love to be that bridge to just say, Hey, here here's a different perspective. Here's here's a different style of life than yours, you know. So you know, I I love being that being able to help those voices spread around. 
I agree. Um, you know, and initially, you know, when I, when I decided to do this, it was, you know, and so I was, I was on this mission. And, and so a lot of people, I, I think were really on the, these missions inspired by 2020 and, and, and the things, the realities that we, that we, we finally had to, to voice and, and, and understand and acknowledge, um, you know, none of the issues that happened this year are new to us. Right. Um, we've, we've, we've a lot of times, um, especially on social media, I've noticed people, you know, kind of, kind of voicing these things like they were brand new. Right. And this is not, none of this is new. No. None of this is new. No. Um, your, your acknowledgement of it is new and, and we appreciate you coming around. Right. And so initially, you know, I was on this, I was on this like witch hunt. Uh, I'm going to just put everything out there and I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, and I, and I was very purpose driven and I, I realized very quickly that, that that was no good. What I really needed to do was just bring people on, let them tell their stories and, and let the listeners find Yes. Those similarities, not notice the difference, look at the similarities. And so I, um, I've had some amazing guests yeah. and, and I actually have never met any of them. I don't know any of them. I love and that. so the premise, right. And, and so the premise is that we sat down as acquaintances or complete strangers. And hopefully at the end of, of 45 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, whatever you know, amount of time it is, we, we, we walk away as friends. Right. And, and we have these these lasting relationships. And, and what's been amazing and really fulfilling is that I have had, you know, friends and listeners um, reach out and say, hey, you know, I listened to such and such episode with this individual and they're so amazing. And I really enjoyed this about them or that about them. And I thought that's what I want. You yeah. know, I had um, one of my early guests um, is, is a Trump supporter. Right. Um, and I am not. Neither am and I. So, <laughs> right. And, and so the thing is, I, I thought, you know, I, I've seen people leave Facebook in mass, you know, because of, of politics and because of race and because of, of just, you know, masks or not or no mask. Right. All of these things that have further divided us. And, and you know, I myself have, have gotten rid of people, you totally. know, that you know, were just very unkind or, or unforgiving or, you know, um, unwilling to, to try to have an idea of how someone else may have to live. Um, and, and I got really tired of doing that. I thought, you know, um, here's the, here's the fact. Um, we have all these issues that we can't resolve this year or in the next 20 years, we've been working on them for hundreds of years. Yeah what we can do is we can have conversations. And so an actual conversation means when you talk, I listen. And so if you know, we, we can sit down and talk. We do not have to agree. We do have to be kind. We have to acknowledge that there is another line of thought, whether it's one that we, we you know, condone or, or disagree with or agree with or whatever. We don't have to walk away in agreement. The thing is, is I will never know anything about you if I'm unwilling to sit down and just listen, not argue, not sit here and think, okay, this is going to be my response, you know, oh, when he stops talking, I, I've got one for him. And that's not a conversation. And so I, you know, as it turns out, and so I'm, um, I've released 11 episodes so far. 
And I like all 11 people very much. Wonderful people, um, great conversations, great stories. Every one of them is inspiring. Every one of them is, is. and so what's great about artists, uh, as you know, is that they're courageous. You're, 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 you're willing to put yourself out there in a way and to express yourself in, in one art form or another and, and declare to the world that this is who I am within. And, um, and so I really enjoy that, you know, people are willing to do that and they're willing to, to share that with my listeners. And, um, I think here's the thing. If, um, if you're willing to declare to the world, this is who I am, um, and expect them to accept you, you probably should do the same with others. That's incredibly beautiful. Yeah, it is. I, I've, I've, I had to have many of those conversations this year as well because I'm the same way. I, my family, for example, is on the opposite side of politics than me, opposite side of religion than me. And, you know, I, I try to understand and I, I, I tried to do the social media like I'm going to post some some shit that they will listen to and it will change their mind. And I was like, yeah. no, because they're doing that at their house. And it's not changing my mind. So why would that on the flip side? I'm not I'm not changing minds. So yeah, I, I, I had to have a, a I had to have some conversations this summer. Uh I, we got uh stalled out on our on our trip in Boise, Idaho, and I had a friend who's on the opposite side of politics than me as well. And I did the same thing. I just said, I just don't get it. I don't I don't understand. Like, here's the floor. Take it away. Let me know. Let me know what what the attraction is, why you voted for this person and why you think he's doing a good job. And I just sat there. And I yeah, of course, in my mind, I was formulating like, what? You know, a lot of that. But I didn't say <laughs> that. I just let him speak because, yeah, like you said, I couldn't learn anything if I was literally just interjecting and saying, nope, nope, nope. You know, like that's sure. That's my opinion. And I might be wrong. That's his opinion. So why, you know, I can't invalidate his opinion if I've asked for it. You know, that makes no sense to to sit there and just be like, oh, I wanted to hear what you said, but now I'm going to say you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Even if I don't agree, I just needed to hear the other side because I just don't, I don't understand it. And I wanted to. Right. It it, it absolutely comes down to. You know, the thing is, is, um, you know, we've, we've heard a lot over the last, you know, few months about needing to do better. And, and that was primarily in response to, you know, George Floyd, Thomas Taylor. Yes. Um, and, and so I, I think we collectively, most of us know that we need to do better. The only way, you know, the one thing that we haven't tried and, and the thing that the people are trying now is, is that people are, are sitting down and they're listening and they're getting to know one another. The thing is, is um, I can, you know, you know, if you look at me, for instance, you know, and so, you know, like you, I, I'm from a small town. And so I'm, I'm actually from Michigan okay. in a very small town of, of a few thousand people. And, um, so we moved to Kansas city in 77. And so 50 year old white male, middle-class from a small town originally. Yep. Um, I, I should be wearing the hat, you know, um, yeah. on paper, 
you would look at me <laughs> and you would say, oh, yeah, he's yeah. got a hat in his, in, his, in his closet somewhere. And that's not the case. You know, the, the, the opportunities that I had was that, that I moved here. Um, I was able to meet an incredibly diverse group of people throughout my life. And so when we, when we first moved here, we, we actually lived in the projects. We were, we were not wealthy. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I was, I was able to, to find and, and be friends with other cultures that way. Um, Kansas city actually has a huge, um, per capita, um, gay population. And so you, you, and so in the restaurant industry, you absolutely are not going to work somewhere that doesn't have somebody that is gay. Um, you know, when I was quite young, I worked with, I actually worked with someone who was transgender. And so this was 30 years ago. Yeah. And so I, you know, if you can imagine, you know, and so you, you recently had, um, Paul Hobbs yeah. on, on your show. And so, and I listened to that episode and I really liked him and I thought, you know, I understand how difficult it could be for you to, to be this person where you came from and, and to navigate life daily. I also can imagine what it would be like for 30 plus years ago oh to God. be a, a transgender woman in a very public role um, and, and how difficult that had to have been to, to find some level of, of not only of acceptance, I think we, we, we spend a lot of time looking and thinking about acceptance. And I think we spend less time thinking about how it must feel to, to feel that as I navigate my day, um, my biggest concern is, am I accepted? Right. How do people view me? And, and I don't know, you know, as an artist, as, as you know, with my current situation, I, I, I think a lot about people's perceptions of me. You sure. know, there was a point in time where, you know, I went from being a very active person um, to I'm, now I'm in a wheelchair. And so there was this period of time where I, I, I finally realized um, people don't, especially people that don't know me, people don't always view me as a man. They don't view me as a person. They view me as a chair. They view me as a piece of furniture. Um, and the world is not receptive to cripples. Sure. Um, and, you know, all I need to know to know that I am not welcomed in this world in my current, you know, situation, all I need to do is go to the end of my driveway mm. and look at the, the maintenance of sidewalks, the, the maintenance of roads, um, the inaccessibility of the world. Um, I went to a restaurant a few months ago prior to well, that. God, it was a long time, long time ago, I guess. Prior, <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Everything was yesterday. And right. so prior to the pandemic, we went to a restaurant in a, a area of Kansas city that is traditionally very, um, very populated by, by very liberal people. Hmm. And, um, and so we, we go into the restaurant, and at that time I was in a, a manual wheelchair, now I'm in a power wheelchair. And so we go into the restaurant, and the server wants to know, because it's, it's like almost 2 o'clock, and they've closed the, the lower dining room, he wants to know if we can go upstairs. And so, I, right, and I'm, so I'm sitting in this manual wheelchair looking at him, thinking, 
how exactly is it you expect me to navigate these stairs? And what, you know, the thing was, it, it wasn't necessarily, the impact for me wasn't that I was offended by, by, you know, ignorance or lack of knowledge. Um, what bothered me about that situation is it forced me to, to face and to confront who I am. To, sure. to sit there in this chair and think that these are two relatively small steps, two steps I cannot take. And it's devastating. It's devastating to know that a few months ago I had this capability. Today I do not. And this is for the rest of my life, however long that will be. Yeah. And it was horrible. And so when you, when you look at somebody who is, is maybe you know, non-binary or transgender or gay or black or, or Jewish or Muslim or Christian or whatever you are that's different. Um, it's, it's really easy to, to maybe empathize or, you know, commiserate or whatever until you are in those shoes and in that situation, you have absolutely no idea what it's like to live that existence. And it's very terrible that we have to, to wonder what someone else endures. Um, we, we shouldn't live in that world. Man. Wow. What insight into that. I mean, it's something as I was hearing you speak, I was like, that's something I've never, I've never had to come up against. I, I, you know, I've, I've never had to have that realization. Um, I think this is pretty cool. I think you'll, you'll, I, well, I'll just tell you, I um I just started working with uh, a nonprofit that is a friend of mine. It's called We Carry Kevin, and his story is he has uh, spinal atrophy, so he's been in in a, a chair as well for most of his adult most of his life, uh, except for the first two years, and so one of his dreams was to backpack through Europe, and obviously that's a you know, pretty unattainable goal in, in that kind of situation. And he and his friends partnered with a backpack company, like an actual backpacking company, and they created a, a backpack called the We Carry Kevin Pack. And it's, so the, there's this whole story of, of his seven friends and him going through Europe with Kevin in the backpack. Nice. And they took him to the Great Wall of China, he wrote a book about it. And so I, I have been learning so much just in the like last month that I've been taking over their social media and helping and sharing these stories. And, you know, it it is really unbelievable to see just the impact that accessibility brings to, to that situation. That again is something that I, for, you know, no better reason than I don't have to, haven't thought about in life, you know, and I mean, another example, I I do um, like meet and greets and VIP for bands that I work with. And we were doing a show and I've done this for a very long time. I've never had this issue come up. I was in Berlin at a church, which is a strange place for, for a venue, but it was this beautiful church. It was called the Passion Kirsch. And we had the meet and greet and we always did it afterwards, but we always had to move it from like the main floor where we were clearing people out to somewhere up in a venue. Nine, I mean, 
every single venue in the world that I've been to, except for this one, this day, had a lift or an elevator or some sort of accessibility for us to get anybody that had needs to get up there. This day, I didn't even think about it, and no one had told me that we had a request and that we needed accessibility, and it was my fault for not looking, but the person had come late. Anyway, I wrangle my people up, and we have a woman who is in a wheelchair. And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't even ask if there's a lift. So I start running around, and I'm like, is there a lift in this place? Can we get this person up there? Turns out that we couldn't. She also had bought an onstage VIP package, so we couldn't get her on stage because it was a church, and there were two steps. And like you said, oh, there, wow. were, there were two steps that we couldn't. And I, we kind of lucked out because she had just bought the VIP package, didn't realize that it came with a meet and greet. It didn't like that. She had bought any of these. She literally just bought the two last tickets available for the concert. So she was just excited to be there. Then when she found out she was meeting the band, she was ecstatic. So it was just like those little moments where, you know, I take it for granted every day that I wake up and I can go for a walk today, you know, and that I, that I have, limbs that are that are functioning like literally to the absolute basics of taking a step out of out of my bed is a gift let alone that i've woken up this morning is a massive gift but that i am able to do you know take those steps there's a you know there's a flip side to this for me and um you know and so 30 years of my life, I, I was a professional chef, very accomplished. And August 12th of 2019, I'm in a wheelchair. Um, I have ALS and, and so 100% fatal disease that will cripple me. Um, it will, and so I will be imprisoned in my own body, unable to move. Eventually, I will um, either choke to death on my, my own saliva, some food, or I will just stop breathing because the, the nerve signal will no longer go to my lungs. And so they just will not operate. And, and at that point they can't be operated, you know, in, um, artificially, they just, just die. And, and so this is my, this is going to be my future. This is going to be the rest of my life. Um, however long or brief it may be. Initially I was, fucking devastated sure i was terrified and i was fucking devastated and and i went into a deep depression and then i got bored and it was the best thing that ever happened to me you know what has been amazing for me is that um you know i lost my career i lost my life i lost my physical freedom i i gained um the understanding of it's okay to reinvent yourself and it's very important. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's really easy for people to, to, to attempt something and, and it's not going well, or they just straight out fail and, you know, people will, will give up. And, um, and that's terrible. It, it's very unfortunate and it's sad. I, um, I was there, I did that. And I started to draw. And when that started, I started losing that ability. I decided, you know what, fuck it. I've got a few months left. I'm going to paint. Yeah. And so I did that. And I was incredibly successful at both. I was, I was actually um, showcased in an international online zine because of my work. And, and so that was wonderful. Um, 
you know, once I lost the ability to do that, I was, I was again depressed for a couple of minutes and then realized, hold on, um, I can create another way. And so I, I decided I'm going to be an online content creator. I'm going to do videos. And, and then finally was like, hmm, maybe not. <laughs> but what can I do? I'm going to do something. And so I decided on this podcast and I thought, you know, over this period of this year, I thought, you know, how many times have I reinvented myself? You know, and that's the thing. ALS is called, um, often called the disease of loss. And so what happens is, is you, you lose, um, and it can start anywhere. It can start in the, in the vocal cords. And so I have some dysphagia and dysarchia. It's difficult for me to, to speak sometimes. Um, for me, it started in the legs. And so about the time you get okay with the idea that well, I can't walk or move my legs, can't stand, um, you get to a point where you're, you know, you're at center with that. And then something else is gone. And then you go through it again of, of, fuck me. Now I can't do this or I can't do that. Once you wrap your mind around that, the next thing is waiting right there to be gone. And, and so what, and so it's, it's called the disease of loss. It's because you continually lose things. And, um, you know, once I started the podcast, there was a, there was a brief moment where again, I was a little kind of fucked up about how long am I going to do this? You know, the, the, one of the realities of why I started to do that is I, I knew that I had dysphagia and dysarchia. And so what that is, is um, atrophy of the tongue and the vocal cords. And so I can't talk for long, long periods of time. I get tired. I start to slur. I have to adjust the volume on my microphone to, to keep a constant volume. Um, and so I knew starting a podcast where, you know, having a voice kind of is important, yeah. um, that it wouldn't be forever. It would be as long as I was capable. I'm going to do it anyway. Um, because I can. Yeah. Because I need to have this, this expressive outlet. And so the thing is, I came to this point shortly after starting of realization that this is this is going to have its season like everything else in the last couple of years of my life where I, I get to a point where I'm good at it, I enjoy it, I'm having a blast, and it's fucking gone. And and the thing is, um, that's sad and it's depressing. The reality is is that between now and that day, I'm going to be figuring out how I reinvent myself the next time. And so I think, I think the most important thing for me as a person, as, as who I am and who I've become in my life is, is I have, I have attempted so many things in my life, some that I was great at, some that I sucked at, you know, sometimes you, what you really want to do just isn't for you. You're just not good at it. Yeah. I, I, I have been there. Um, I have, I have attempted things that I was incredibly gifted at and they were taken. And that's okay. Um, you have to continue to express yourself. You have to continue to allow your passions to thrive. You have to have the courage to, to be able to reinvent yourself and to participate and to use your voice, whatever your voice may be, whatever medium allows you to have that voice. Um, that is the most important thing to me is that, that the people that I know, the people that I, I, I get to know and that I interact with, um, 
are, are willing to to have the courage to attempt, you know, and, and, and if you fail, do something else. Not the end of the world. I'm I'm fucking dying. And you know what? I'm doing what I want to do. And you know, when this is gone, I will do something else. Fuck, man, that is it's so beautiful. I I, I mean, what a unbelievably beautiful way to look at that. Like, it's so inspiring. And it's just, you know, looking into life as like, I have this for a finite amount of time. And I mean, really, we all have life for a finite amount of time. We ha- we never have any clue when it when it's what's coming next, you know, like. Exactly. So live it. So live it, man. Get out there. And I mean another big part of why I wanted to start telling, telling stories is my story is pretty fucking crazy. Um, just past 28 months sober. Um, and 28 months ago, I was literally on my deathbed from drinking myself to death. I was at the beginning stages of liver failure and I was fully jaundiced even to my eyes, which they call death eyes. And, you know, I mean, when I was sitting there and they were telling me, Nick, you might not have tomorrow. I'll tell you what I wasn't thinking about. I wasn't thinking about the mansion that I did or didn't have, the the other shit that I couldn't buy or did buy. I was thinking, did I live this life? Am I okay with dying today? If my if my life is done at this moment, or I close my eyes to go to bed tonight and I never wake up, like did I what did I do? Did I accomplish did I live life to the fullest? And, you know, like I was fortunate enough to work in the music industry and I traveled a lot. I got paid to travel. And then on, you know, I, when I wasn't getting paid to travel, I would go travel. So those were the experiences that I was thinking about. And then also I was thinking about the friends that I, that I had made and the people that I had connected with and like how I was going to be a sorrow to them because it was my fault for drinking myself to death, you know? And it was like, when I started to share my story of, of coming that close to death, that was again when I had to reinvent myself. I had to figure out who I was as a sober human because I had no idea. And I started, I love these these uh, these lyrics uh, from a band that I listen to and it's it just says, snails see the benefit, the beauty in every inch. And those really stuck with me. <laughs> you know, I, I it have, makes sense. Yeah, I have a tattoo. I got it on my one year sober. You know, I got a snail tattoo and it was just like, okay, I almost died. I'm at the bottom of this fucking barrel and I got to keep going because I'm not going to just stop. My life isn't over. I made it through. And I, I mean, I don't know what tomorrow brings ever, but you know, it's like I made it through. I have this story. I have power in it and I'm going to live my fucking life because I have it. You know? Right on. Yeah, and it, it sobriety is, um, you know, my my mother passed away in 2019 with 35 years of sobriety. Wow! And um, and she she had a tragic fucking life. She had absolutely every reason, um, you know, so many times in her life to to not continue, to not not trudge forward, to to not attain sobriety, and, and to to keep it. And um, it has always been very inspiring to me to to grow up in a in a in a home with a you know raised by an alcoholic drug addict, um, 
you know, ruined my fucking childhood, ruined her early life, found sobriety in 85 and became this amazing, amazing person. Um, it was very freeing and she was finally, you know, able to, to express herself and, and to, to blossom into this individual who left a, a, an incredible legacy of, of friends and, and love. Um, and, and her service in, in, um, AA and, and a, NA was, was this unparalleled? Um, you know, the thing is, is we, we, we have these, we have these death sentences or these near misses or, or these catastrophes of life. And it is so easy to, to be devastated and to, to give up and to, to say it's over. And, um, you know, the thing for me is, you know, I, I don't know if I, if I have two to five years is the prognosis for ALS. Um, and so I'm actually about three years in, they think. And, um, you know, so I should be dead soon and I'm doing pretty damn good. Um, I, I, you know, I could live another 20 years. It's going to suck, Yeah. you know, but it could happen. And so the most important thing, um, not necessarily, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be a message. I'm not trying to be on a billboard somewhere, the poster boy for anything. I'm, I'm trying to, to enjoy what I have. Um, it's mine. It belongs to me. I've earned my life. I've earned my existence. Both are incredibly valid. Um, if only to me, they are valid. And um, I am going to live it in, in a way that, that doesn't hurt anybody. Is kind, is generous, um, and I'm going to spend it with my friends in whatever way, whatever you know, whether it's a podcast, whether it's videos, art, whatever it is I do, I, I'm going to share my life, and um, that's what's important. It, it's you know, it's not the quality, it's not the things I can't do. The things I can't do are there are millions of things I cannot do and that I am not good at. And a few of those, you know, things are things I would love to do and I would love to be good at. And, and it's okay that I'm not. Um, it's okay that I have failed. It is okay that I have failed in prolific manners um, publicly. You know, there's been shame. There's who cares? <laughs> yeah. You know, who cares? Um, I, am, I am going to live my life. And, and that's my encouragement to anybody. You know, find what it is that makes you happy, what you're good at. Um, and if you fall on your face publicly and it's humiliating and, and you think, okay, fuck it, it's over. Um, it's only beginning, you know, either try it, try that same thing again, um, or, or move on and find something equally as amazing to you and, and do it because it's not over until, you know, the fat lady sings your dad or, you know, whatever, you know, let me look at you 28 months sober. Um, fucking death eyes and, and here you are and you yeah. look great and you're positive and, and you're making a difference. And so it's, it's over when it's over and until then do your thing. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm the same. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be up on a billboard. I'm not, I'm not trying to do any of that. I want to change and change the perspective of what I can to who I can communicate to and who this podcast can can open up their eyes and their minds. That's what I want to do. 
I want to just spread as much love and as much humanity around this place as humanly possible until it is my time to go because I'm, I made it through that shit. I did. And that's my story. Like you said, I'm fucking valuable and I, I, I have this life. And you know, when you're looking into, into death and you know, when I was, had brought myself to death's door, literally it's scary as shit, you know, like any of this like macho manly shit. It's like, dude, it doesn't fucking matter. What matters is that you're alive and that you have emotions, that you share emotions, you know, you cry with people, you laugh with people, you, you know, can't really hug people right now, but you know, like that's what truly matters is, is those connections and who, who you can help along the way, you know, that, that's what's important to me. And that's why I love doing this. I love sitting here with until yesterday, a, a perfect stranger that I had no idea even existed in this world. And now I'm sitting here and I'm feeling like we're, we're starting into a beautiful friendship. You know, it's, it's, it's really amazing. And I don't know if you've, if you've heard this word, it, it, it's starting to, it's starting to come up almost every podcast with me. And I think I told it to, to Paul, if, if I think so. And it was that word Sonder. I haven't, you introduced me to that. And so I listened to that last night. Yeah. And man, when I heard that word and that somebody, of course, there's a word with a, with a description of, of just such beauty of, Every single person, you sitting in this screen that I'm looking at right now in Kansas City, Missouri, you sitting there have just as deep, just as complex of life as I do. You have people who love you. You have people you love. You have hurt. You have sorrow. You have joys. You have triumphs. Every single person, that person walking the dog outside of the the house right there, you know, like my friend Kevin, who, you know, his friends carried him through Europe, you know, and he's, he's in, he's in his chair and, you know, every single person has, has very significant life and, and that they're, they're worthy of being seen as beautiful and complex and, and human beings. I, I, I just think if more people would look at people that way, I think it would change a lot of just massive respect, you know, like, who am I to say that I'm any better than you or you're any better than me? Like we're living our lives. I've fallen on my face many a fucking time in my life. And I will again, and I will again. And you know what? I'll get up and I'll start loving every inch, you know, I'll just start cruising along again. You know, the thing is, is one of the things I thought of when you were talking about that is, you know, the, the more conversations that you have in, in life, at least for me, you know, um, I see that at some point in, in everyone's life, they struggle with, you know, personally, am I valid? Am I important? Um, you know, that ego comes in, self-esteem, all of these things. And so, oh, I'm fucking believably screwed up is it that I have these self-doubts and then have the audacity to question someone else's validity. Right. It makes no sense. It makes you know, and we're go ahead. Oh, it's, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Earlier you were talking about you 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 had you had, you had commented on you made the comment waiting for death and, and so that's what I did for a while and you know, and you preface that with, you know, it's not this macho thing. It it is incredibly terrifying to know that there is this 
specific date and time and in and, and, and manner, whether you know that specific date, or, it, it is very overwhelming. It, it isn't devastating. It is terrifying. Um, the thing is, fortunately for me, it's also really fucking boring. Um, yeah. Wait, yeah, waiting for death every day, wondering, you know, what am I going to lose next? Um, what's going? How is this going to translate tomorrow? Where am I going to be? How am I going to die? When I'm, when am I going to die? And I'm terrified and I'm angry and everything sucks. It gets really, really boring. And so podcasting is a lot more fun. It really is. Painting and drawing, a lot more fun. Um, singing in the shower, way more fun. <laughs> um, anything and everything in the world is pretty much more fun than moping and wondering, fuck, is it going to be tomorrow right. or today at three? Um, I have shit to do. I'm super busy. Um, I have a thriving podcast. I've made a ton of friends um, during a pandemic, you know, and so I don't get to see anybody or go, you know, do anything. But I get to talk to people every day, new and exciting people, people who are courageous and people who say, um, you know, dying, you know, literally or metaphorically is fucking boring. And so I'm going to live and I'm going to, I'm going to paint. I'm going to backpack with no movement. I'm, I'm going to find sobriety. I'm going to reinvent myself and I'm going to take other people with me along for the ride. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I just love that. It is, it is just boring sitting around going, well, I'm dying. So whatever, you know, like I just, I, I, it frustrates me. Like when I, when I, when I was starting into my sobriety, I, I was in my, my hometown in Ohio and you know, there wasn't much going on except, you know, for me, I, I went there because I knew I wouldn't be doing much. So it allowed me to focus on myself and, you know, I'd just get up and I would, I, I, I would just make life happen. And I can't tell you, and this was such bullshit. And this was a massive motivator. I was talking to a lot of people because I couldn't hide it. I was still yellow for about two months. I mean, I like you can't hide when your body is fully jaundiced, when you're on, your fingernails are yellow. Like you look, you look crazy. People were staring at me for quite some time. And I, so it brought up conversation and I'm very open about it. I'm not going to hide it. It is what it is. It, you know, I had a really fucking good time to get myself to completely yellow. I won't hide that either. I had a great time in my journey <laughs> to get to my journey to sobriety. I've had a fantastic fun time. But I can't tell you how many people in that town would sit there and they would say like, well, you got to stop touring. You got to like you got to get out of the music industry. You like I have a job where you can answer phones. Like you're a people person, you can talk to this person and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But what really made me very angry was at the end of all of that, they would just say, "And you know what? People people don't tell you this a lot, but it's it's okay to settle. It's okay to settle." I got that yeah. so often and I just said, "Fuck that." No way. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to go experience. I'm going to live. And you know what? 
I'm going to go on tour with a massive partying heavy metal band three months into my sobriety journey when I don't even know if I can handle something like that. But you know what? I'm going to do it and I'm going to see. And who's going to tell me that I can't do this is me. And if I get out there and it's all fucked up and I can't handle it, then I'll tell myself that. But until that point, I'm doing it because it's my life. This is my journey. I'm still alive and I'm not going to just settle for whatever that word meant to them. Exactly. You know, something else. And so I was yesterday, last evening, I was listening to your podcast and thinking and then in this conversation with, with a friend of mine and um, we were talking about and kind of reflecting over some of my, my current shows and we were, we were talking about success and failure and um, you know, the thing is, is it occurred to me that um, in, 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 in a lot of ways I really determine, you know, what is a success in my life and what is not. Um, it's not up to someone else to determine whether or not they like my painting. You know, if you don't like it, that's fine. It's not for everyone. It's artist subjective. Um, but you also don't get to determine whether or not I'm successful. Maybe not by, by your standards. I determine what the standards of success are in my life. Um, I determine what my ceiling is, you know, and, and that has kind of been my thing with, with my podcast. And so, you know, it's, it's new, it's young, it's evolving. And, and I want it and everything I ever do in my life to be constant, constantly evolving. I, I want no ceilings. And so the ceilings that are, that are in my life are ceilings of physical limitation to a degree. Um, because I, you know, I might fuck around and find any way to do it on you and, yeah. and do it anyway. Um, and, you know, but as far as that, you know, as far as my, you know, my podcast, my content creating, whatever it is I determine that I'm going to do next or, or what I'm going to do now or, or whatever, um, the ceiling is the ceiling that I put there. And so, you know, there's not this, this level of this is where I'm going to be and this is my ceiling of achievement and, and I can't go any higher than that. I can go as high as I want. Is, you know, whatever capabilities I have, you know, and, and it really doesn't even have to be that. I just have to enjoy it. I enjoy what I do. My guests enjoy what I do. Um, my handful of listeners, you know, appear to enjoy what I do. You know, and so I think I use the same hosting site you do. Yeah. And so you get the analytics and everything and you, and so you have this, you have the, the overall listens and you have this, you know, this is the actual number of people. And so when I look at the two, I know that there are people that are consistently listening. And so this tells me I have subscribers, like people that are paying attention and, and for whatever, they just have nothing to fucking do. If you're listening to my <laughs> podcast, it is because you have a desperate, boring life. Go find something to do. Um, it's going to get better. <laughs> But here's the thing. Um, I determine my success. I don't, I don't need, you know, a certain number of subscribers or listeners or, or participation or anything else. I'm having a fucking blast and my guests are having a blast and I meet awesome people. And so, you know, where it's going to go in the next few months, the next year, whatever. Um, I hope, I hope that what I'm doing six months from now with my podcast is completely different. I hope that what I'm doing today is unrecognizable in six months. You're like, oh, is this the same person? Is this the same show? I want it to be completely, I want to keep anything and everything that's good. And, and I want to continue to grow and to evolve and, and 
have these relationships and these conversations and these friendships um, and, and put my own ceilings in place. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm the same and I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd about those analytics. I look at them all the time and it's not because I'm like, I do too. I'm not like, Ooh, I'm taking over the world with this podcast, <laughs> but it's also really nice to know that this many people have listened to you and I's conversation and then maybe they're thinking a different way. That's, that's where I'm excited for it. You know, it's not that it's like, yes, it's 10 million today or ever, you know, it's like exactly these little ripples that we're putting out into the world with these beautiful conversations that we're having to, to get rid of the stigmas, to look through this outward shit, you know, and, and what people judge and what, what they put on people from their own minds. And, you know, like, I think it's so when we were talking about like egos and, you know, like all this stuff. And it's like, you look at people that are the biggest bullies or the biggest egomaniacs and they're, they, they're some of the most like hard on themselves or they, they just can't find it in themselves to like themselves. So that's why they push all that out, you know? And it's like, yeah, who are you to judge, man? Like when you sit at home and you can't even find like, if I, if I asked you like, what are your 10 favorite things about yourself and you couldn't even come up with that, then how are you going to judge that other person that you don't even know? Right. Like, where are you coming up with that hatred of like, oh, I don't like that person because of this, because of the color of their skin or that or that. And then it's just, it's never made sense to me. I saw it so much growing up in, in small town Ohio. And, you know, I just, I just didn't buy it. I didn't, it didn't make sense to me. I, I somehow was just like, this doesn't work in my mind. Like I don't think I'm better than everybody else. I, I really like people. I, I want to understand these people. And where I grew up, there wasn't much culture, you know, it was, me either. <laughs> you know, it was, it was yeah. a very, very white town, you know? And so I didn't have that, but you know, it, as I learned and then like I discovered music and like, you know, fell in love with music and it was really punk rock that I, I started into. And I, I, I learned, you know, these voices and these people were very like, pointed with their message and they were like everybody's good with you know their differences and you know all this and it's just like i remember that resonating with me and i was like okay i i have people that have a voice that i can listen to and i believe what they're saying and it's it's aggressive so i love that too you know it's fast and you know people would think it was angry but i was like it's beautiful messages in there so as i learned that and then when i started leaving and going places like i mean my favorite experiences in life are traveling and, and, and meeting the people that I, that I meet in Kansas city or Budapest or wherever I've been fortunate enough to get to in the world. Seeing the beauty is absolutely amazing, of course, but like some of my most favorite experiences have happened in a restaurant where I met the owner and he told me how he spoke 13 languages and this and that. And it's just like, those are the, like, that's the life that, that, that is just so beautiful is finding those cultures, getting lost and sitting in a cafe and not understanding any language that's going on around you and just being okay in that and just loving the poeticness of this, of this other language and this other culture. I think it's so important and so beautiful. Other cultures are, um, 
they're amazing. And I, and I, you know, I, and so I've had, I've had an opportunity to travel pretty extensively in my life and, um, you know, an opportunity to immerse myself in, in different communities throughout the world. And, um, it's amazing to, you know, the thing that you, the thing that you realize when you do that is, you know, once you strip away all the surface shit, you know, the, the history, the, you know, the name of the cafe, the, the flavor of the croissant, you know, the, the, the graffiti on the walls. Once we strip away all of this stuff, you, you realize just how incredibly similar we are. Yeah. Um, similarities have been really huge to me because, because we are so divisive. Um, and the thing is, is, um, I think I wonder is it, is it is it the similarity that makes people so fucking uncomfortable? I mean, it's, are you are you threatened by the idea that someone, you know, once you take away their their gender identity or their sexuality or their religion or their accent or their heritage or whatever it is that you seem to have an issue with, are you intimidated and scared that? Other than these things are exactly like you. They have the same fears, the same hopes, the same dreams, the same blood. Um, it's okay if that's what it is, but yeah. let's sit down and talk about it. Yeah. You know, um, our world does not have to be the way it is. It's, it's unfortunate. It, it can be incredibly ugly. You know, I, I told somebody in conversation the other day, um, the thing that, um, there were a lot of posts online on, on social media about what I learned with 2020. And sadly, what I learned with 2020 is that it's not an issue until it affects you personally. Oh my God. Um, and that is fucking sad. Maybe, you know, the idea that, you know, um, you know, death and, and starvation and poverty and, and racism, these things aren't brand fucking new. Right. This shit's been going on since the beginning of time. And now that it's close to home, now that it's on your, your Facebook page, now that it's on Twitter, now that it's on the news, now that it's wherever and you can't avoid it, now that it's close to home um, and, and you have to acknowledge in some way, now all of a sudden this shit exists. Well, it's always existed. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is nothing to do with what I just said. Um, you were talking about punk rock <laughs> the other night. Um, I'm having a conversation with Heather, who is my girlfriend. And, um, she said something along the lines of, um, all she wanted was a soda. And so I'm like, all you wanted was a Pepsi. And she had no idea what I was talking about. And so then I told her, I'm like, what? Well, it's, 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 it's song institutionalized. It's by suicidal tendencies. And then, so then I'm telling her about suicidal tendencies and I'm telling her about the specific song and it was cool. And what I love about her is that she's very receptive and hungry and like a sponge. And so something new and different, whether it be a a person, a situation, a thing, an environment, whatever, um, she has this curiosity and this hunger to, to know and understand, not necessarily always partake or be part of, um, but definitely very willing to, to say, tell me more. Yeah. And you, that's one of the things I respect most in people is when, when I meet someone who says, Tell me more, especially when you know this is not something they're going to venture into. It's not their taste. It's not whatever. Yet they're curious. That's very generous for someone to to 
share their time and, and be curious about something that they will they will have no future investment in, no partake no participation in. They just want to understand and to know and, and you know, and I think that's amazing. I think we need to do a lot more of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I always say, you know, it, it takes so much more to hate. It takes it takes effort to figure out why you don't like somebody. To look at somebody and say Mm, I don't like that. He's in he's in a wheelchair. I don't know about that. That guy, oh, he's yeah. a black dude. Oh, he's that guy's probably from the Middle East. He's probably you know whatever whatever comes out next of, of some horrible shit coming out. It takes effort to do that. You know what doesn't take effort is to sit here and speak with you as a human and and learn what your what, what your life looks like, what what your values are, what what who you are as a person. You know that doesn't take much effort. It takes me just right. listening to you, talking to you, sharing life experiences. That's pretty easy because you know what we all have is life experiences. We all have opinions. We all have, have music that we like. We all have this, that, and the other. And it's pretty easy to just speak with somebody and, and listen. And, you know, if you don't, if you don't want to learn, I think there's a massive problem. You know, it, like if someone was like, mm, I don't want to know anything about that. It's like, yeah. why, why not? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you know, it it occurred to me just now when you were talking. Um, you know, and so I, I think you know, in a in a lot of ways, you know, whether it's been our personal lives or twenty twenty or whatever, um, you know, I don't want someone to to listen to our conversation and say, "Oh God, this poor bastard, he's he's in a wheelchair and it's only going to get worse and he's dying and and he's trying his best." You know, um, you were talking about being happy, and that's what triggered the thought. You know, just this combination of things. I thought, you know, I really am incredibly happy with my life. So there, there are things that that maybe kind of suck. There are things that suck in everyone's lives, um, and I don't know that that mine are any more grander or any more important. Um, I don't know that anyone's, you know situations or, or troubles are, are any less valid than mine. Um, just different. But the thing is, at the end of the day, I'm incredibly fucking fortunate. I'm incredibly happy. Um, you know, I have friends and family who absolutely, you know, were not willing to, to let me just fade away to, to be inactive, um, have, have, you know, inspired and encouraged every step of the way for me to try something new, to do something new, to apply myself. No one has ever said to me, oh, you can't do that. You know, that's a lot for a cripple. No one has done that. Yeah. And um, I appreciate it. I appreciate that um, people believe in me, you know. Um, that really makes me feel good to know that, you know, sometimes I think, wow, you know, why do you believe so much? Um, you like, really, but it, you know, it's genuine and I appreciate it. Um, I have a fantastic life. I've, I've met amazing, amazing people in my life. I've got to travel. I've got to, to attempt and accomplish so many things in my life. And I continue to do that. You know, um, you know, whether you're at day one of 28 months sober or, you know, the day of a uh, diagnosis of ALS, um, 
not over. It's not over. It's beginning. And it's going to be very different than it was before. You know, both of our lives, yours and mine, have, have changed drastically. And in pretty close to the same time frame, really. Yeah. It's kind of uncanny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and so our lives have changed so much. And, and there are absolutely things that we probably both are like, fuck, if only. And that's cool. It's okay. At the same time, I mean, look at your life, you know, you have an amazing life and, and you have this podcast and, and you're sharing it. You're sharing other people's lives. And that's incredibly rewarding, you know, to, to, to know that you're contributing to kindness and love and, and, and acknowledgement and validation and, and self-acceptance, you know, that's an amazing thing that you do. Yeah, I mean, I I actually I haven't put it out yet, but I was speaking to a friend of mine uh who I was I I met on that first tour I was on with this heavy partying heavy metal band. And it was something that he he did for me that he had no idea. It was just him being who he was and just being accepting and I told him my story because we were at a bar the first night of tour and I was just getting to know these guys. And he was like, what do you want to drink? And I said, you know, just a soda water, bubbly water, whatever. And he's like, nothing else. And I was like, you know, also not trying to be like, hey, I almost died three months ago. Here I am. Like, I'm not healthy. I might die on this tour. Who knows? Whatever. I'm trying, you know. But anyway, I did tell him my story just briefly. And he was like, Oh, rad. Yeah, man. Like, if anyone gives you shit, just hang out with me. He like, he's like, he was like, who gives a fuck? You're, you're sober. That's rad, man. Like, be you. Enjoy it. You know, like, I'll be here for you. And for me to hear that for the first time, especially in the touring industry, I was like, mind blown. And that empowerment that I got from that, I wrote him a message. I was in tears one morning because I just, you know, I was thinking about it. And I just sent him a message to let him know how much he gave me just by being a friend and being there. And we didn't even know each other. I just met him that night and he just said, that's cool, man. And I was like the empowerment that I felt just from that simple act of, Hey man, that's all good. That's all good. You know, be you. And I was like, hell yeah, dude, I could do that. I can be me. I know how to be me. And the fact that I can uh-huh. be at this bar, which I loved being at bars, obviously, as an alcoholic. It's one of your favorite places. I found the freedom in I can be in these places and I can be in these scenarios in life still. And I can be this version of me that I have to be. And it was so incredible and so empowering. And that's what I want to do with this podcast. I want people to listen to you and I, perfect strangers until earlier today and you know having a beautiful conversation and and, and connecting over life and and these these issues that are being made to be very complex of of hatred and non-acceptance and 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 to show that it, it it's not that complex like we're all humans we all have struggles and we can all empower each other if we just take the time to sit down and listen to somebody that's that's in a different situation but it's it's only different because it's their life not yours you know there's similarities like you said you know i i, I hadn't even thought of it that way of 
maybe people are just scared because people are so similar or because they've done more because they've overcome more to get here and that's why they're worried about immigrants coming here or something you know but it's that's yeah that, that's what i want to do with this this podcast and and our voices together with this you know hour that we spend hanging out and it's just spread that around and spread that empowerment and for them to hear your words and you know just be encouraged and to get out and be like you know what what the fuck have I been doing? Why am I not using every second I have and every ability that I have? You know, one one thing that keeps sticking with me is, you know, you keep, you know, you were talking about it's the disease of losing. And that is something that every single person that does not have to think about that takes for granted every second of the day. That, that they aren't sitting here actively having to think about I might lose this or, you know, any anything like that. Like, I can get up and walk to, you know, make a piece of toast or whatever. Like, the fact that, that you have such a beautiful attitude about life and that, that you have reinvented yourself and you can you will continue to is, is just so inspiring and so it's been so rewarding for me to chat with you and just hear your perspective and hear your life story and just, just to connect with you. I, I, I'm massively inspired and I've, I, yeah, I think you're an incredible human. I know you are. Thank you. <laughs> I, um, I've been really inspired by you. And, and, and so, you know, with, with my show, you know, and basically usually I talk to artists sometimes it's, it's you know, I, I did a I did an episode where it was, it was me and a, a fellow friend who he, he also has ALS, and so I, I did that. And I've got some other shows coming up. Um, I've got some great guests coming. I'm excited. For um, I am too. I'm excited to talk to some of these people so much. But the thing is, is each and every one of them, in some way or another, inspires me. And and, and so it's kind of like um, you know. And so I listened to your podcast last night, and so I'm listening to Paul and. The thing that, that he was talking about was that you know, he has people from all over the world saying, hey, you inspired me, you encouraged me, you empowered me and, and gave me the courage. You know, I, I saw that someone very similar to me was thriving in life and, and was out. And, and, and so a lot of people have been able to, to free themselves and say, this is who I am because of their podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so you're on tour three months, you know, in, and someone says to you, oh, yeah, no, hey, that's cool. Come on, let's, let's go do this and let's hang out. And, and, you know, sometimes it is those, it is that unexpected encouragement that you get, whether it's from a bandmate, you know, um, whether it's from, you know, a podcast, a complete stranger, someone that you see and know, um, it, it's those it's those unexpected kindnesses or or similarities that says you're okay. Yeah. And the thing is, is um, you know, you and I, and and you know, anything and everything in the world, we are never going to let, we are never going to to influence mass change, and that's okay. Um, I can never, you know, do something that's going to make everybody like everybody. What I can do is let you know that you are okay and that there is someone 
maybe on my show, your show, someone somewhere in life, maybe on, on Paul's show, um, there is someone in life that is just like you, has the same hopes and dreams and sorrows and fears and, and you know, um, insecurities, whatever it is. There is someone like you, and, and they're doing something. And, and so have that courage, you know? Yeah. And so we have a we have a wonderful opportunity, you and I. Yeah, and also on top of all of that, just to give that kindness, because we've all received those kindnesses. I had that that moment, and that was that was one of many that I've that people have awarded me of just giving me that kindness of yeah, you're okay, you're good. That's why for me, I constantly give those, uh, you know, to to empower that person that I'm speaking with. And then hopefully they get that, that like courageous feeling or that, that, that feeling of knowing that their life matters, that they're important. And then they share it with somebody else. And then that person, you know, it's that ripple effect to just spread that around. And what I can do is share stories, talk to people, let people hear other people's voices that, might be very similar, might be something they have never even thought about, someone they would never have looked at in their life, but then they sit down for one hour and listen to it, and then they think, well, holy shit, maybe I should. That's what I'm going for. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Paul. Not Paul. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> We've been, Keep so talking we, about we Paul. We've been talking about Paul so much <laughs> that I have become Paul. See how it works? Yeah. Robert, I... I'm very sorry for calling you Paul. It's all right. <laughs> it was just in my head because, yeah, I've been talking to Paul and talking about Paul. But, man, I, I truly appreciate you sitting down and chatting with me for, for this time and sharing your life and sharing the power that, that you have and just the hope and the love and just the kindness. And, man, what a massive inspiration you, you are to me. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and I appreciate your kind words. Um, I need to have you on my show one day. Yeah, I like your show. I like your. Sh I kind of like your show better because, <laughs> honestly, we've we have just been talking, and there's like there's like no real structure, and there's no rules, and and so I have structure and rules, and and everybody has to you know pay attention and set up straight, and and <laughs> I would love to have you on my. I would you know I think I think a lot of my listeners will come listen to this. I would love for you to be on my show and have and, my listeners get to know you and know your show. And, and yeah. I think that's an introduction that I have to make at some point soon. I would love to. Absolutely. I would love to, awesome. would love to do that anytime. You just let me know. And honestly, man, I, I really look forward to our friendship. I, I feel like you're, you're going to be a friend of mine for a while, for a long time. I hope so. And, and I, I do as well. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, it it truly has been incredibly inspiring. And thank you for reaching out and, yeah, just being open and honest and, and talking to me. It's It's been beautiful, and I can't wait to come on and chat with you again on your, on your podcast. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Have a beautiful rest of your day, Paul. Not Paul. God damn it. Robert. Yay, Robert. <laughs> damn awesome. it. I am so sorry. Robert. Yes. Okay. <laughs> My mind is... I write. I write. You know what? I, I have this... I, I am very self-conscious about that. And so I have a... I usually have notes on everybody. I do too. And, and I, <laughs> I know. I write their name on the top because that is my biggest fear. And, and I have said things 
that are like completely inaccurate. And a couple of times people have been like, um, no. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. And I leave it in there. I'm just yeah. like, you need to see that, that oh. I screw up. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, uh, I'm just <laughs> I did it, it twice. I don't care. <laughs> ah. I was thinking that when you kept saying, when we, we kept bringing Paul into it, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to say Paul. I know it. I know it. I yeah. know it. Actually, I've talked to two Pauls in the last like week. One Paul hasn't been on my, my podcast yet, but I, so I've, I've spoken to a couple Pauls in my, in my last week. So, and then we're talking nice. about him tonight or today is put it, put the name in my mind. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Reach out anytime and I, I will love to be, okay. to be a guest on yours as well. Awesome. I appreciate that. You take it easy, sir. Thank you. All right. See you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Beautifully Human podcast. To hear more beautiful stories from beautiful humans, follow us on Spotify and rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Wanderlust Moon Duo. Peace signs up.